0: hey what's up guys i am caleb giddings i'm keith and i
1: am el jefe
0: no you're jack (laughs) listen here just because your name in the zoom meeting shows up as el jefe doesn't mean you actually get to call yourself oh that's how you
2: say it i've been saying jiff for so long
1: (laughs) (laughs) no it's jefe
2: listen
0: it's el (laughs) jefe (laughs) um all right guys so uh keith's gonna wave his hands in the air ta-da brought to you by and there you just watched our sponsor banner so right off the bat uh this is our one year anniversary episode and i thought about going back and doing a clip show episode with some of our favorite moments and then i realized i was going to be the one who'd have to edit that and harvest all that video so i'm like that's a dumb idea so instead (laughs) we're going to talk more yeah, I know. So instead. And we can just talk. <laughs> Pretty much. Why do that when we could just talk? In my head, like a clip show, they make it they always make it look so effortless, you know, when like it's a very special episode of the fresh Prince, and it's just like <laughs> clips from other ones. So uh, this is gonna be titled on a very special episode of Gunday Brunch, though. <clears throat> <laughs> do they even do that on TV shows these days? No, Cause like that that's, was that's such a that was well, the they, thing in the
1: 90s. They do it on a very particular kind of television show. Uh the anime. That is still a thing that's done in that world. Interesting. Yes, yeah,
0: yes.
2: I, the animation.
0: I, I do not watch enough of uh, the animes to I I. really track that. All right, but a couple of fun things. So this is our one-year anniversary of doing the show, and uh, I wanted to talk to you guys about what our most popular videos are on based on views and downloads. So uh, for audio-only listeners... You guys, we're sort of an outlier in the podcast world in that most podcasts get a lot more traction from audio only. That's not the case for us, which is, you know, fine. But tell your friends to download us on their freaking iTunes apps and, or Apple Podcasts or whatever the hell it is you listen to audio files on. But
2: our entire listener base is like, no, nah, I can just open YouTube and close the window. It's fine. Yeah, pretty much. I'm um, to go to something else. Our most popular audio-only episode is the
0: uh, is episode thirty Rittenhouse and Arbory, where we talk about the verdicts from. Actually, correction: our most popular audio episode is should Kyle Rittenhouse go free? Different one. So, but it is unsurprisingly a Rittenhouse episode. That shit was popping uh, for quite some time, and our most popular video episode is. Uh, Gun Day brunch number 34, the video that froze the internet, where we discuss the uh, Grantham video where he freezes a bunch of guns and hurts everybody's feelings, which I especially uh, M14 booze, especially <laughs> M14 fans. Now, as a fun uh, flip side of that, which our least popular video is uh, number 14 ATF agents oppose um what's his name uh chipman uh which that was our least
2: watched official gunday brunch episode with <clears throat> 540 views <laughs> so apparently nobody gave a fuck about chipman not even people who didn't like him right uh
0: the the grantham videos
2: uh at pert near 50,000
0: so we come uh, you've come a long way girl um <laughs>
1: Uh, we've had we've been, from the
2: bottom. Now we're solidly above the bottom. <laughs>
1: what, what? <laughs> As,
2: assistant to the assistant
1: regional manager. Yeah. But so one of the things that we
0: have talked about that we've addressed in past episodes is, and, you know, because it's been going on since before we even started, is the the ammunition crisis, which started with COVID and was exasperate. Exasper- i'm exasperated by my inability to say exacerbated uh
2: it's all but, you, you can't do that on camera stop exacerbating uh, you can if you can. not look on this channel. not on this channel gunday <laughs> only fan
1: <laughs> only brunch oh my lord only brunch
0: so anyway ammo crisis uh the, you know the, the, the real quick background that everybody's heard a thousand times by now was Started by the pandemic, by people buying up ammo, uh, made worse by the civil unrest, made then worse by 8 million new gun owners entering the market in 2020, made then worse by 5 million new gun owners entering the market in 2021, made additionally worse by the economic issues that we're having with the supply chains. And we're now in the middle of 2022, and I do have some good news about the ammo crisis is that stocking levels have returned to pre-pandemic availability,
2: mostly. You can find ammo. Yeah. You can find it. Which is the good news.
1: Yeah. When you can't find it, there's a problem. When you can find it, but it's a little too expensive for you, suck it up, eat some ramen, buy the ammo, because it's not changing.
0: No and to answer probably the number one question that i've gotten over the amount of time that i've spent researching this issue writing about this issue talking about the issue which is when is ammo going to go back to norm to pre 2019 prices my answer to that has i've always had I've, I've had a moving target when we first started forecasting this i said it'd be probably in about 2 years well it's been about 2 years it hasn't gone back to prices those prices yet and now
2: my answer to that is probably never we, we, might, we might see what would equate to good prices for today. I think we might see I, if we're lucky. I see another, good
1: prices for what, for what today is. Like, yeah, yeah.
2: I, I, I see us maybe saving another 10% or 15% over what we see today when things truly calm down and we see supplies start chilling for a while. So the prices start to come down a little bit. But until the supply actually sits static, we're not going to see the prices come down significantly.
1: No, really not. We really will. Let's, let's not
2: forget. It's not right now.
1: There are new ammo production centers being built as we speak.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We Anybody that tells you that they know what the market's going to do in five years is crazy. In five years, I know at least one production center that I'm aware of will be completed, possibly two. And that's the continental United States. Isn't Fioki
0: spinning one? Is it Fioki? I don't I think it's Fioki that's spinning one up domestically in like Alabama, Saws or something. Yeah, one of those A states that's not. And Alaska. another one is
1: another one's being done in Arizona, and there I've, I've heard of one Nevada. in
2: Wisconsin and another in South Carolina too.
1: So now all of these could run into a myriad of different issues. Uh, just because you hear about a production center doesn't mean it'll fully realized yet um people run out of money for projects projects don't finish there's a whole bunch of issues all what? that aside we're still looking at good stuff here
0: yeah mm-hmm. one of the biggest problems that any ammo company is facing right now unless that ammo company manufactures them in house is primers primers and here's the thing guys primers are going to continue to be a problem if you reload Stop. primers are gonna don't uh, I'm not necessarily gonna say stop but what I am going to say is if you reload you're not allowed to bitch about the cost of primers anymore because that's just what they are right just like a case of nine mil is now no longer two bucks for 120, 200 bucks for uh American Eagle it's you know 400 bucks for American Eagle or whatever a case of primers are going to cost more. And the reason primer is going to cost more is domestically, there's only three companies that manufacture primers, which means they have to supply a lot of that secondary ammo manufacturing market. Now, one of the companies that is spooling up to make, that is spooling up in how uh, more production is Ammo Inc. And they've said, uh, I did an interview with their CEO for a different project. They've said they intend on getting into the primer production business. God, I hope so, because that's the what a lot of people don't understand is primer production is actually the hardest part of ammunition production. It's the most dangerous. It's that has the most potential for things to explode. uh, Like those ammo plants in Russia that just blow up all the time. That's because they, they, not the ones that are getting hit with drone strikes, the ones that are
2: getting blown up. The ones ones that actually get shot at the ones that just would never pass OSHA.
1: Yeah. Oh, good Lord.
2: <laughs> the quality control <laughs> was.
1: And also, if you were a guy that thought because you bought an AK, your ammunition was going to be cheap forever, terrible news for you. The world changes. You hella dumb.
0: Um, hopefully, you yeah, can still it, get it's your gonna, hands on It's going
2: to cost you what it costs the rest of us for the nice brass stuff now, buddy. Like 50 cents all day, every caliber.
0: <laughs> hopefully, you can get some of that cheap Polish ammo that's still floating around out there, but mm, probably not. Um, so... The, the good news on ammo and like if you guys want to test this theory out I encourage you to go visit our friends at luckygunner.com who are not a show sponsor but are also good dudes and you can now like you know they might not have you know some stock of like super weird stuff like they've only got two SKUs available of 32 ACP but if you go to 9 mil I can get Shocks, I can get uh Fioki I can get, Winchester. I can get federal in three different grain weights. I can get S and B in a couple of different grain weights. All
2: right. It's back. And, it, and another indication, if you guys are on emailing lists for any of the major manufacturers, you're going to see ammo in those emails again. Like mm-hmm. they, they're advertising nine, they're advertising 223 and, and still 7.62 by 39. Even steel case stuff is still being advertised because it's still here. It's still on the shelf. And you can get it. It's around. It's just more than it was. So your trip to go take a two-day class, um, which would have run you you know, $1,500 for the trip, the class, and the ammo is going to be closer to 2000 Prices have gone up, so. But Keith,
0: I don't want to pay 50 cents around for nine millimeter. Okay. Then don't, don't shoot.
1: shoot. I, yeah, I not like, want to put on pants this morning. Don't, don't cry. A common yeah, decency don't. Loss. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but have you left your house today, Jack? Yeah, yeah. I have to oh, okay. That's why you put pants on. I only have like a really fancy coffee maker and I don't know how to use it. So I just go to Starbucks. <laughs> it's not my, it's my, it's my roommate's coffee maker. It's a French oh, press that, thing. That, I can't even. That, that, that <laughs> French yeah. press
0: is the easiest coffee maker no, ever. You no, put the coffee in, stop, you put the water wanna, in and then you this, wait five minutes and you go. Yeah. No, I don't have that in coffee. <laughs> it's like a small bait. I've seen, I've seen restaurant servers with,
2: orders managed to successfully use a french press <laughs> i my mine is button button wait like <laughs> i don't i don't even apply, like the pops, apply man. water button button wait <laughs> all right so
0: here's here's uh hand god uh i've been drinking coffee a uh, cold brewed coffee since my dad's been drinking it since the 1970s all right And but how he does it, and so we're gonna do a quick coffee side uh sidebar here. So how you actually make a cold brew coffee. Brought to you by our caffeine addictions. So (laughs) we should so how you actually make a cold brew coffee is you take like a entire bag or a pound of coffee grounds, right? You put them in this thing and the filter and it's like a half an inch thick and it's about this big around. If you're not watching, this big around is like three inches, right? So you and the filter goes in the bottom, you put the grounds in, you put you soak them in water. They sit overnight, maybe up to 24 hours. Jack is texting. Uh no,
1: and I'm ordering a coffee on an app and it'll be ready for me when I'm done with this. And I'm gonna go pick it up. <laughs> so yeah, you hang on order so,
0: previous <laughs> you drain so then you drain the concentrate out of that and that goes in your fridge and anytime you want a cup of coffee you take the concentrate you put like a shot or two of it in your glass you can add ice and milk and water or whatever or you can do what i've done since i was a kid and add boiling water which is how you can create a sentence that i once used to make a barista's head explode can i get a hot cold brew what <laughs> the, the brewing process for the coffee is cold yes but if you add hot water to it instead of milk and ice it then becomes hot coffee that's, well that's we a- can't do that i'm like no 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 take the cold brew concentrate that i see right there put a shot of it in then add hot water it's like a ghetto americana uh,
1: uh, i want to explain something to you that is so dumb this is the hot cold brew Slightly dumber than that are
2: magnetic car holsters. <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> this is okay. such a complicated way to get to hot coffee. It's not a complicated way to get to hot coffee. I have a <laughs> jar of concentrate in my fridge.
0: I put an ounce of it in my cup. I add boiling coffee. water. It's like instant coffee, but it tastes good.
1: Your your methodology to get to this are just like the people trying to tell me that ammunition was held back by the government to make Listen, sure we good- <laughs> I will come to your house and I will
0: fucking force feed this shit to you. You don't live that far
1: from me. <laughs> <laughs> that was the dumbest be, conspiracy. I'm gonna be down, I- gonna be down oh, that way God. in
2: June. Let's make this happen. Can, can I just say
1: that of all the dumb conspiracy theories I heard, the government is buying all the ammo before I can buy it. Is and so... like putting it in a bunker
0: or something.
2: Yeah, like they they just they just have a warehouse right next to the Ark of the Covenant, like guarded by top men that top all the ammo. Men, done. top men. <laughs> They're like buy up that's all the twenty-two all that, That's where all the ammo is, especially all the calibers the government ha- has never used. Purchase right.
1: all the seven millimeter wind Mag
0: possible, and that was the crazy thing. If they had, if if the if the conspiracy theory had only been like, well, it's hard to find nine and five five six because the government needs to stock that up, I would be like, okay, you're wrong still, but at least that's plausible. But when they extended the conspiracy theory, like, well, you can't find thirty eight because of the government, I'm like, what? Other than the Smithsonian Police Department, which still carries thirty eights, fun fact about that. Uh, who the fuck is who in the government is buying thirty-eight special? No, and then obviously two twenty, you know, twenty-two, two fifty, Swift, and like seven millimeter windshield I can't find my seventeen HMR mag. thanks to the government.
1: Yeah, <laughs> let's be real. You know who bought that? People. Yeah, people folk. It was uh Jason. these this... new gun
0: owners, guys. Thirteen he, well... million of them, and that's, something that's a lot that... of ammo. Oh, it's so much ammo. Like the Fed, federal released that video last year, which people got very mad in the comment sections about where the, the CEO of the federal explained it. And he's like, look, 8 million new gun owners. If each one of them just goes out and buys a hundred rounds of ammo,
2: that's... Hang on, let me do math. I'm, I'm going to let him do this math and realize... <laughs> look... I am not about to get this wrong on air. <laughs> All
0: right. It's it's 800 million rounds. Eight it's 800 100. million more rounds as nears as most But that's to-
1: the average number of rounds fired by an XD owner in the course of a year or two of ownership. Yeah, no, that's absolutely
0: yeah. true. And without it, without issues. Never but, an issue. And Never an issue. to 800 million To put that in perspective, let's just round that number up to like a clean billion, right? Say some people bought 150 rounds. Uh, 25% of people bought an extra box. Yeah. So you round that number up to a clean billion. That represents one eighth of the domestic ammo sold just to consumers in 2018. We sold 8 billion rounds of ammo in 2018 just to the consumer market. So if you suddenly increase that demand by- love one this aim- country.
1: I love this country so much. Right? We sold 8 billion
0: rounds of ammo. 8 billion
2: rounds of ammo. <laughs>
0: in one year. And then in 2022, and then in 2020, we were like, make it rain bullets. There's
1: so much. That is the so most American statement possible. That is that is like the Japanese view on Texas levels of American, right there. It really is.
0: <laughs> be the American the Japanese think you are.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'll be our oh first shirt.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, eight billion rounds of ammo was twenty eighteen. So that, that, that would be just giving, just giving all the new gun owners a very modest amount of ammunition two or three boxes that doesn't account for everything that everyone else was built was already buying and then everybody was like oh crap ammo prices are going up i better buy more and strain the system further so I i would love to see how much was sold in 2019 2020 and 2021 i want to see that spike
0: I know for a fact that we depleted many ammo manufacturers, like all, like the whole supply chain. It was gone. Wiped out from retailer all the way back to like federalists shoving ammo into trucks. While they weren't able to work. Oh yeah. While they weren't able to work full-time because of the Rona.
2: So so you got one guy who's running the socially distanced forklift and he'd like, this would be bad if uh, I had anything to ship. (laughs) Yeah, just drive there. Hey,
1: big shout out to our forklift certified listeners. You guys are (laughs) real
2: heroes.
0: (laughs) They don't know they're in the presence of a trained forklift operator.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You guys held this country
0: together. uh, I once exploded a forklift. No, I didn't do it. I wasn't there. I was interestingly the shop I was running was receiving an ammo shipment. I was driving to a match. And I get a phone call that my forklift hydraulic line has exploded all over the loading dock, and it's just stopped. And I'm like,
1: "What do you want me to do about that?" Yeah, I'm
0: <laughs> 400 miles away, homie. I'm not turning around. Like, I'm glad to know it.
1: Uh, it's good information.
0: Thank you. Yeah, push that shit inside and shut the door. Uh, I don't know. I don't got an answer for you.
2: Put the uh, put the wet floor slippery sign down, and yeah. uh, don't touch
0: it (laughs) next question but
2: you guys got all the ammo in right like that shit's on the shelves
0: (laughs) oh goodness gracious so yeah uh ammo was not it's not coming it's okay ammo is back like it's fully fully back you can go to whomever your favorite retailer is and get you know like i only shoot oh for example let's pick like a, a an odd round federal 62 grain fusion 5223 that is the only and i can immediately go to uh you know we'll we we'll use ammo seek for
2: this yeah it's all over the place so you, you can even find your oddball or your game rounds stuff that's limited run that's limited production because mm-hmm. they'll only do a couple of runs per year because the main the bulk of what they're they're going to build out is always going to be ball ammo it's always going to be the mass production fmj stuff so they'll do the so if you can find your limited production hunting stuff we're in a good spot for supply mhm might not be in a good spot for prices but we're in a pretty good spot for supply yeah
0: we're not gonna now what's interesting pardon me is that some of this some stuff hasn't fluctuated as much in price like so for example these you know the these federal fusion rounds that i'm looking at they're 62 grain with a jacketed soft tip it's a 223 round it's very accurate um It's a round that's marketed for hunting, but would also work very well on, you know, things that you don't hunt. Things that might walk on two legs
2: instead of four. Yeah, weird. Uh, It was. It's almost like 150 pound animals, 150 pound animal. (laughs) So
0: before the panini, it was like 30 bucks a box. And now it's like 36 bucks a box. So I'm fine with that. That's it's the stuff that really hurts people in the wallet and the butt is the fact that a case of nine of 124
2: grain nine mil FMJ is 400 dollars now instead of $199. Like guys, when we were living in the 189, 199 days of nine millimeter and the 221 29 dollar days of five, five, six, two, twenty-three, twenty twenty you would have
1: punched someone for $400 case of
2: night mil. Yeah, that's a fact. Have. That's a fact.
1: Like, yep. you, you would have knocked a grandmother over to get your credit card out and run it through that machine. And now that it's here, you don't feel the urge quite as bad. I get mm-hmm. that. But if you're about this and you're about shooting, it's suck it up time. I'm sorry. Like, I'm not saying it's the way I want it to be. I don't make any money off ammunition. Uh, I I should change that. I should make money off ammunition. But, hey, shit, what you doing, <laughs> we, we should fix that. Um, but it is, it is the circumstances in which we find ourselves in. And you're welcome to complain, just no one's going to listen.
0: I will say that I've got like 200 rounds of Federal Flight Control Double Op Buck 8-Pellet that I bought before the Panini that I thought about selling to pay for my kid's college education.
2: <laughs> yeah, that stuff... Uh, a good buddy of Jack and mine who lives up and uh, up in this area had so much of that. And during the good times, he was sitting on it like, man i I have so much I'm never gonna shoot all this. What, what am I gonna do? And then <laughs> we got into the bad times and he's like, "Ah. So that's what it looks like when a stock goes viral. Jeez. <laughs> um what's Literally your favorite that,
1: oh, never mind okay. i'll ask later okay
0: what's your okay. favorite memory like what's your favorite like absolutely wasteful thing you did with ammo pre-pandemic because oh, i dunked the
2: trash. so okay.
0: uh i'll go first so mine is so aggressive i had uh i took a key so the winchester pdx1 defender rounds right they're premium elite self-defense ammo I shot two eight-stage steel challenge matches using that as my just match ammo. These weren't sanctioned matches where I needed the extra quality control that you get in defensive ammo or anything like that. These were fucking club matches that I just showed up to and I had a truck full of these in my car and was like, yeah, just use the PDX-1s, whatever. I don't care. These are not that expensive. It's cheap enough. Here yeah. we go. Because at the time for a 25-round box, they were like, 15 bucks so i was like whatevs we'll shoot these at some matches uh they were great match ammo i by the way super reliable very accurate but yeah when i look back on shooting almost 500 rounds of ammo that now costs like a buck 50 round just for shits and giggles at steel challenge i'm like that was pretty that was pretty opulent <laughs> right.
1: i've shot a few machine guns until they fell apart um, as part of like company activities, things that, you know, we were just doing, which does not take as long as you
2: would think a machine gun goes to tatters pretty fast. Yeah. If you keep you keep running it, they, they're not as durable as you think. I
1: took a multi-day carbine class that only shot Mark 262 mod one. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> it was not a low round count. <laughs> I got a bunch of ammunition from an estate situation. I'm not real. All right. So one at the time I was not very smart. I did not learn what I had until much later. And I didn't. I there was a bunch of ammo in the state that I got. And I was like, well, I don't want to shoot up this green tip ammo because that's good armor piercing ammo. It's not. It's it's nope. <laughs> Not even really good barrier blind ammo, so I guess I'll shoot these hollow points because I was told hollow points don't function well in rifles. When Ooh. you can find it, it's a buck around. Plus,
2: <laughs> yeah, good old seventy-seven grain is. Uh,
0: I found eight. some of it on uh, on GunBroker. I found. A hundred round pack of 77 grain OTM Mark 262 Mod 1. It's how just all right, let's do a little prices right. Actually, closest without going over 100 round pack. Jack, what do you think?
1: $200. Keith? Say 201, I'll punch you. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> Straight through to the
2: God I was considering it, <laughs> but he knows the price. So uh let's go 239. 239 uh, jack
1: hours.
0: gets it it's 205 right now oh no! <laughs> Not <Jack. Would've> worked!
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right so, shoot, so i was gonna say 209 which originally would have but i'm like all right I'll, I'll give jack more of a spread i don't want to get and punched. how dumb this can get it could it was realistic <laughs> all right so
0: keith what's your opulent pre-pandemic ammo story Uh, I I
2: don't have I don't have the ability to beat Jack's Hmm, hmm, Mark 262 mod one these crappy bullets I'll go over to green tip but um, we we as a company um, back when Brownell (laughs) introduced the giant drum of ammo, we bought one of those. Actually, we bought two of those because we got one of M855 ball and then we got one of M8308 ball just because we're like, mix it up. It's a a great, great uh, price per round on ammo. And it was back in the day because the 308 ended up being about 44 cents a shot. And the M855 was like 24 cents a shot. We'll never see those again. And then we were just... Scooping into it whenever we had literally anything to do, like, yep, yep, more green tip, yep, more green tip, yep, more green tip. And now we're looking at these depleted barrels, not empty, but depleted significantly lower and going, do you know how much money we could have split this up and flipped this for today? Oh. Well, I do have
0: uh, one, uh, not necessarily a one over story, but just to let you guys know, you know, if, it's a good thing that the military doesn't have to pay commercial prices for ammo because so we just wrapped up my unit's uh, annual machine gun qual where we expended 35,200 rounds of 1 in 4 3 uh 762 ball and tracer. Imagine paying for 35,000 rounds of 1 in 4
2: ball and tracer in this fucking market. Yeah, that will just write the $60,000 check because it also has to be linked. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: I guess that's kind of the thing is like when you when you shoot a lot as a civilian you feel cool but you will never understand opening connexes of ammo (sighs) right like i remember getting involved in a deal where we were talking about like a million five rounds and when i saw how little that looked like i was like hmm my calculation is off
0: when you have to, I, I, I uh, before I went back into the military, and specifically before I became a firearms instructor in the military, I thought I shot a lot in a year. Uh, and then I had to start managing our machine gun quals,
1: oh which,
0: God. when you're, when you have to get someone else to help you break down ammo crates because your hands are getting a blister from the multi tool that you're using to break the crates, you're like, I need some help. I just, I. Just, it's, there's, there's 78 more crates, guys. We filled up an entire LMTV. If you guys don't know what an LMTV is, go Google it, all right? We it's filled a an really LMTV big truck. We fit a lot of stuff inside. It's, it's full of ammo, and, you know, it's... So, yeah. Uh, but, and every time I do that, every time I shoot the Air Force's stupid 1600 round M240 qual, I think... This is what my taxpayer dollars are going towards and I am okay with that. So guys, next time you're mad about paying taxes, just think that you're paying for all of my machine gun ammo.
1: It still doesn't make me happy about that. That's Because you could be buying machine gun ammo for you. I should be allowed to come and shoot some of those machine guns. That's my that's my argument.
0: Dude, I would love to do that. Like, no joke. I would love to have, like, a public day where we just, like, invite some, you know, random people out to the range. I'm like, hey, your tax dollars paid for this ammo, so you want to rip,
1: like, a belt through this uh, 249? Okay, knock your socks go off. for it, man. Here you go. 50 no, rounds, nothing is it. better in this world and i've stumbled into it so many times and i'm always happy and always surprised as hey man do you want to shoot our machine gun we need to get rid of some ammo oh it's so great getting rid of the
0: you ammo don't, I
2: mean. you don't you don't hear that anymore especially on the civilian side on, on the military side it's an ease of accountability type thing like it's much more it's much easier to turn in expended brass than it is to try and give some ammo back that's a giant God, headache such a pain in the dick it's such a pain it's so so, so hey man come come rip a belt of ammo is really common in the military we're not going to hear that for a long time on the <laughs> on the civilian side of things no it's going to be all right do you want to come out to uh to demo these guns here's your 5 rounds Oh, my God, that is no. such
1: a different world now. I, will say when I, I went to an uh. event with Sig, and they brought
0: all of their own ammo. And they just kept telling me, they're like, hey, we brought it all. We don't want to bring it back. Shoot more. And I'm like, what? You guys know it's 2022, right? And the guy says, yeah, I also don't care who else shows up after you because you're my friend, and I wanted you to shoot this gun. So you shoot as much as you
2: want. Somebody else says it get some later. I'm like, okay. yay." Uh, I just but, I just went out to a SIG event and that was, it it was uh it was set up kind of like a uh kind of like a state fair or carnival. You could get elephant ears. They were good. Um, Ooh. It, it, they were really good. Uh, but elephant we ears are and, though, which and is you hop,
0: It was, huh? Which is better, elephant ears or funnel cake or churros? We're gonna go big three. Ooh, uh, I'm churros all day long. I'll fight people about a good churro. I'm a funnel cake
2: man. Here. I got to go funnel cake. Got to go elephant ear.
0: All right. Well, that's our question. In the comments, guys, uh, tell us what you think is better. Churros, elephant ears, or funnel cake. Uh, if you say churros, you're definitely from the American Southwest somewhere. Like, there's no question. And also, maybe immigration is coming to your house. But um... <laughs> we got to stop
1: doing these rendition jokes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. So anyway, Keith, the event. sorry. All right. So sick event. We were out there and uh, there were probably about 4000 people out there for the weekend. But yeah, it was just like hop in line, go shoot, hop in the next line, go shoot, hop in the next line. And they they definitely had the ammo for it. So it it was out there and they, they were spending to bring it out there. Now, the general public you paid to get in, it was $80 a ticket to get in. But if you, and originally I was kind of salty about that. I'm like, who's going to come out to that? Turns out 4,000 people are going to come out to that, which I think was their cap for the weekend or close to their cap for the weekend, because they didn't want too many people waiting in too many lines in 100 degree weather in the Arizona desert. Um, so we... So you're just hopping in lines, going and shooting. And then you, I, I just real quick thought about the price versus how many times you could get into whatever lines you wanted to shoot. Like you want to shoot the MCX spear 10 times, you can get in that line 10 times. You want to go down the shoot Why would you 10, want to shoot the MCX spear more than once? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but you could, you could hop around wherever you wanted. And what it broke down to it was it was the same as you would go into like any indoor range. And spend that $10 to demo a pistol and they'll give you some ammo for it. It was eight bucks. It was eight bucks per gun you wanted to shoot, which really, depending on the gun you wanted to shoot, was either right around what the ammo would have cost or less than what the ammo would have cost to put through the gun, depending on what you were shooting. So it was kind of cool.
0: Jack, is there anything worse than going to like media day at shot and going up to the booth of some gun that you're genuinely curious about and they hand you a five-round magazine and then when you ask for more, they're like, sorry?
1: Yes, there's one thing worse than that, and that's having to go to media day.
0: Okay, I
1: 100% agree without caveat that- I want to I be clear. I want to be clear here in case someone hears this and they think I'm ragging on it. I think media day is very important. I think the guys who put it on do a great job at running a very safe range, which is shocking for the number of people that are on it, especially gun writers who are a notoriously unsafe bunch. The worst. They do a great job. They put on a fantastic event. It's great. I don't don't like to it. I don't like doing it. I don't like I it's very hilly out there. I just got off a plane the air isn't what i'm used to
2: it's also always dry windy yeah. and Where 45 the desert? Degrees. yeah and, it's and with and with the space that they give the the guys especially anybody who's got the hot new item right yes. then there's never enough space to get everybody in there especially if you're dragging around a camera crew or anything like that which all the media guys are any any of the bigger media guys have rolling in with five extra dudes and mics and cameras and everything like that. And that you have to clear the whole range to have them do their thing, so they can put their YouTube video up and all of that. Which and is an just, important part it, of all that. It's I a would, lot really do that, get it. That has to happen, but it's a lot and there's not a lot of space to do it. So it's not like you can take it and make a media lane for the hot new gun. And then the everybody who just wants to shoot it so they can talk about it you know, in, in a post real quick later. There's no space to separate that stuff. So you've got guy with the camera and his crew doing his thing, which might take 20 minutes to do it the right way. And then you have everybody else is still waiting just because there's not the space out there. I do have to get a shout is, out to- Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say there's a bomb
1: jack of the box right before you get to the range. <laughs>
2: <There's>
1: um, a- <laughs> I was gonna talk about an industry thing and Jack's like yeah, but the no. So on, style. no, no. But yeah, food. so on the way to the media day range, you're if you've been there, you know. But right before you make that right in town, there's a Jack in the Box right there to your right. Go ahead and stop in there, get yourself something to eat. You don't need to get there right away. Just
0: no, pro, And pro that's, tip, uh, and that's also because the food at media day is actually universally pretty crappy uh, and expensive. And expensive. Uh, I do have to. Sh- I do want to shout out two events that I went to recently that we're trying to copy the end result of media day but in a cleaner sort of way so i went to uh frick it was called i want to say it was called the firearms industry trade days or something like that it was sponsored by poma the professional outdoors media association it was in talladega which is nice because that's an easy drive for me from uh where i live and that was a super that was a pretty squared away event it was like media day but because they use the cmp marksmanship park in talladega it's If you've never been, it's one of the nicest facilities on the planet for this sort of thing. And each vendor kind of had their own bay, so it was broken out a little bit easier. And then the second event that I went to that was very similar to that was called The Gathering by Palmetto State Armory. Uh, Media gets in free, Gen Pop has to pay, but the day before media gets the day before gen pop can get in is when media can go and do everything and all of the different vendors have like a different bay like an action pistol style bay so you're broken off from a lot of that sound and stuff that you get so both of those events very very well done uh i was i'm not getting paid to recommend them or anything like that it was just very nice for me as a media guy to be able to go in see what I was there to see because there's a lot of stuff that I wasn't there to see, but be able to go in, hit the things that I wanted to hit and then dip out within four or five hours versus having to spend all day waiting around for, you know, some... Uh, I was going to suddenly mean about YouTubers but just waiting around for somebody to finish filming their bit that you know when all I need to do is like a thing so yeah no those are really great uh, really great and
2: freedom freedom days with Sig was exactly like that too uh, they they used the Ben Avery shooting facility out there in Phoenix oh, and they nice had range. that is a really nice range and the the general ranges that are normally open to the public were still open to the public they shut down a portion of the range that was in the back um with just a bunch of different bays so the the whole event no one there were not a bunch of people on top of each other lines weren't excessive i mean it was a hot hot it's phoenix and it was 100 degrees but there was it was very well paced you could shoot what you wanted to and you were never waiting more than about 10 or 15 minutes to shoot even the most popular things out there and and then you would go hop in another line, wait another five, 10 minutes, shoot the next thing you wanted to shoot. They had a couple of cool new 10 mils out there. Uh, I actually got to go shoot the XM5 and the uh, XM250. Those are neat. So
0: <laughs>
2: cool. I,
0: I'm sure the XM250 yeah. is neat because machine guns are cool. I am, I am just, I'm so not interested in the XM5 whatsoever. Um, also, people, police stop turns asking out, me.
2: Turns out the XM5 shoots like a rifle. Well, no, what I like I do the cha-cha. I like i do the cha-cha. But the XM250, that thing is sweet. That's sweet. That's worth all the. That's worth all the things that the XM5 doesn't do better than other rifles that also do rifle things. The XM250 is worth it all. I mean, look, if it's lighter than a 240, I'm in. All right, forget it's lighter than a 249 by five pounds.
0: Does it run? because okay let me rephrase that will it run after it's been indifferently maintained by joe's for four years and shot thousands and thousands around for qualifications and then kind of tossed wet and sloppy back into a rack maybe
2: (laughs) i guess we're gonna find out Gonna gonna enough find about out. My but this, this thing had been beaten up all day for three days. And these were demo guns that had been to the army and then come back. Uh, so the army beat them up. Then they gave them back to SIG. And SIG was like, these two will do. And brought them to the range. And they got shot hot and nasty for three days by the time I got behind the uh, 250. But uh, that guys. one ran fine. <laughs>
0: Oh, Lord. All right. So uh, we've established that Jack's ex likes it hot and nasty, um, that <laughs> ammo prices aren't, ammo prices aren't, and we'll, we'll kind of put a bow on this, our 100th hundredth episode shit, our one-year episode. For our 100th one year episode, we are going to launch uh, an OnlyFans. Um, <laughs> it's just going to be real close-up shots of Jack's beard. That's <laughs> That is it. All right, so. To, to put a cap on this, you know, obviously, obviously all of us, you know, yearn for the days of cheap syrup ammo and cheap ammo in general, but it's not, prices are going to start coming down because we've hit a point where people are looking at a $400 case of 9 mil and going, eh, yeah, that can wait I'll wait till win. it hits can... 380. It'll be yeah, fine. Yeah, exactly. So you're going to start to see prices start to drop off, but not any time, like not, in a hugely significant amount, not really major numbers either because, you know, Vista is taking price increases still on components, Magtech, you know, the big ones like your Vistas, your S&Bs, your Magtechs, you know, your Winchesters are still taking price increases on components. So what you may start to see is the retailers also being a little bit less, um, less interested in stocking massive amounts of ammo that's not moving anymore. So... Hey guys, guess what? Supply and demand still works. Like, like it's a universal law. It's almost like what we've been saying for two years about this is that it'll reach a point where inventory is back to normal, prices aren't back to normal. People will start to get hesitant, and prices will start to come down.
2: That being said, we're don't see hold it your chip breath. Down in five dollars here, ten dollars yeah. here, a sale for the weekend. That's how we're gonna see it slowly deflate like a flan in a cupboard. It has really uh, already come down for uh, it, and
0: compared to where ammo was at, like the height of the panorama, like when I was paying a buck twenty around for revolver ammo, which is now down to like fifty cents around, it has come down. Good lord, Jack! What just lit your
1: face up? I clicked the wrong button and it went to the wrong screen, which had a white back. So naturally, all of my stuff is on uh, night mode. Of course, uh, um, because watch it, it's. You know, that's a much more pleasant thing. And I clicked on the Zoom one and the Zoom background for the page is white. So it just like blooms and like, <laughs> it was, it my, my eyes! The
2: beacons are lit. <laughs> yeah. The Zoom meeting is done. So are, you know
0: what? On that note, the Zoom meeting
1: is done. Uh, Jack, any final thoughts? Um, What is expensive now will cost you everything when you actually need it. Ooh, Ooh. deep from our
0: little warrior monk over
1: there. (laughs) Keith?
2: Go buy
0: ammo, keep shooting. Buy ammo, keep shooting. Hell yeah. All right, guys, that's it for the year anniversary episode of Gunday Brunch. Thank you, everyone. Uh, I do want to take a moment and say thank you to everyone for listening to us for years. Uh, again, I'm always up in the just, stats,
2: just the one year, really. Listen, I'm years. it's 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 years after this. We're yeah. technically correct, which is the best kind,
0: yeah. So, anyway, thank you to everyone who has been listening to us for the last year, Jack. Uh, you haven't been here the whole year, Why don't you get snippy <laughs> with me? Um, but seriously, like I've been in the stats every week since we started the show, and it's been really gratifying to watch the numbers continually move up in a in an organic way. You know, we've gone from 1,500 downloads an episode to 40,000, and that's been really great to watch. We, you guys are sending us memes now. Shout out to the Google Podcasts guy who's still out there. Um, What?
1: what?
2: (laughs) Google Podcast guy.
1: You know, and I'm sure that there's I really want to, by the way, I want to have the Google Podcast guy on here. Hell yes. Uh, I told you who it
0: is, right? I figured it out. You didn't tell me who it is. You just told me you figured it out. Uh, and we're not going to out him on the air, because I, I, I'm i going to close with this. Uh, first off, like, share, subscribe, enjoy the videos that are being recommended on either side of Keith's head um, right now. But the one that I did see a really, really weird uh, analytic is that like four people use an RSS feed. So how podcasts work, guys, is your podcast app scrapes our RSS feed and it, that's how it shows up in Apple Podcasts and Spotify and all of that. Uh, four people started scraping our raw RSS feed and just downloading the MP3 straight to their computers. You guys are fucking wild. You know, you, know, you guys are serial killers and have a statue of Jack Maybe. in your basement.
1: Uh, I have a funny story about that. Which we'll
0: talk about off air. Thank you very much
1: off air. for listening,
0: guys. We'll be back next week.